I'm hearing all this talk about Saudi princes lately, and I'm just thinking, what about the Saudi dukes, you know, or the the jesters, right? Who else? What other members? They can't all be princes, right? This is just, I think they're abusing the term. It's the There's just too many princes? There's too many princes, yeah. Like, there should be, at most, maybe three princes. After that, you become a duke, maybe mm-hmm. even a lord. Uh, yeah, I don't, for sure, a, for sure. A vassal, perhaps. I don't remember what that one is, but... I don't remember either but basically there's too many princes that's my take on the saudis um have you seen all the people talking about their families being aristocracies on tiktok no jesus christ no what is what is this tell me the latest pains that i it's just like so like nepo baby tiktok was a thing oh it's it's, and this is just like any a particularly evil extension of it or what this is like my family's estate isn't even worth that in, that much anymore. Our titles don't even mean anything. That sucks so bad. So I was mercifully not around for the actual Nepo Baby discourse. But was it like a way to flex or was it supposed to be like a taking accountability thing? Um, I couldn't tell exactly what it was because I was just getting the most from the inside. Okay. Okay, good. Because all I was seeing were like the most insane versions of it getting posted Mm -hmm. to like meme accounts on Instagram. Yep. So. All right. Mm, Very interesting. Well, the yeah, the people who's the people who used to be an aristocracy. I mean, look, I'm sorry. If you are a white person at some point in history, you were related to a lord somewhere Mm -hmm. in Europe, right? Yeah. Like that's just the way that it goes. I'm sure that that applies to other races as well. But I know for a fact, if you lived in Europe for like two generations, Mm -hmm. I don't know, you're like first cousins with the Lord of Canterbury or something. That's just, it's just how it goes. It doesn't make you special. No. And that's my take on that. I say no to Uh, (laughs) Ancestry.com. I mean, I will say with like the number of, people like the number of serial killers who have been arrested using like the dna test websites right um i'm not a serial killer of course but i still don't want my dna going in those databases yeah agreed agreed i also do always think about you know like because it was the golden state killer i think was the first guy to get caught with it Mm -hmm. i still wonder what it was like you know like we got grandpa 23 and me uh (laughs) just sitting like you what you spin this tube grandpa (laughs) What? What? Wait, you sent it to who? Do they? What do they do with that information? Like, oh, we don't know. But here, look, it says here that you are two point three percent Polish. What do you think of that? And he's like, <laughs> I, I, I need to sit down. And like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how I think that went. Uh, is there an echo at all on my end? I don't know. If no, you can it's hear not it. bad. Okay. Yeah, it was my first time recording from my new room. Ooh. Which, uh, from from this view, you can't tell, but there there's some, there are some decorations up. We have the guy who lived here previously left behind his Bob Marley poster. Um, That's incredible to have in your room specifically. Yeah, it's very funny to pair that with my vibe because then we have it next to like my plants, a bunch of pitch canker prints. Um, so there's like this like screaming figure pulling its face off next to. Bob Marley just jamming out on his guitar. I'll send you a picture in a second. That's after pretty we good. record. Um, yeah. I also hung up lights. No, it's been good. It's been chill. Today was my first day of classes. So 
I'm just vibing reading the story of the stone, which is this like ancient Chinese uh, epic novel, and it rocks. The uh, the pacing on it is just absolutely insane. Hang on, vamp for a second. I want to just read some samples of this story because it okay. fucking rules. Um, I couldn't tell if you were doing a pun by saying like it rocks. <laughs> uh, no, I wasn't. Um, I was contemplating. Yeah, I was trying to think about whether I wanted to pretend that that was intentional. I was like, which one is sadder? It being intentional or it being unintentional? Uh, They're both sad. Yeah, so I just decided I'll go with the truth. I might as well. Might as well. Makes complete sense. Uh, tune into the Patreon this week because I have foreboding news for that. Yeah, um, I really, I, once again, I really thought with my opening last week, I really thought I had the market cornered on crazy reveals <laughs> that were going to be on the Patreon. Uh, and then I don't know what you've got in store, but <laughs> between that and the thing that we're discussing for the Patreon, this is going to be oh, this is going to be wild heater, episode. Guys. Yeah, guys, there is a lot to get. If you haven't, if you've been waiting for a sign to subscribe to the Patreon, this may be it. Um, I just have a mounting sense of dread that will grow audibly larger as this episode continues. I think. All right, so hang on, we have. Uh, Sao King, I think is how his name is pronounced, but I don't remember. Um, okay. So I'm just going to read a little bit of the beginning of this book just to give you an idea of how the pacing is. So this book, one of my professors described it, uh, as Chinese Jane Austen, which is not that far off. It's a lot of like, you know, family drama and witty social critique, but not the beginning of this. <clears throat> Dear reader, what, you may ask, was the origin of this book? Though the answer to this question may at first seem to border on the absurd, because it is, just editorializing there, uh, reflection will show that there is a good deal more to it than meets the eye. Long ago, when the goddess Nu Wa was repairing the sky, she melted down a great quantity of rock and, on the incredible crags of the Great Fable Mountain, molded the amalgam into 36,501 large building blocks, each measuring 72 feet by 144 feet square. She used 36,500 of these blocks in the course of her building operation, leaving a single odd block unused, which lay, all on its own, at the foot of Green Sickness Peak in the aforementioned mountains. This block of stone, having undergone the melting and molding of the goddess, possessed magical powers. It could move about at will, and could also grow or shrink to any size it wanted, observing that all of the other blocks had been used for celestial repairs, and that it was the only one to have been found unworthy. It became filled with shame and resentment, <laughs> and passed on its days in sorrow and lamentation. One day, this is the last paragraph I'm going to read, and then there's a couple sentences from elsewhere that I want to do. Uh, One day, in the midst of its lamentings, it saw a monk and a Taoist approaching from great distance, each of them remarkable for certain eccentricities of manner and appearance. When they arrived, we never learn what the eccentricities are, by the way. We just learn that they were remarkable. Um, They arrived at the foot of Green Sickness Peak. They sat down on the ground and began to talk. The monk, catching sight of a lustrous, translucent stone, it was, in fact, the rejected building block, which had now shrunk itself to the far... sorry, to the size of a fan pendant and looked very attractive in its new shape, took it up with the palm of his hand and addressed it with a smile. Ah, I see you have magical properties. Um, that's the beginning of this book. It comes out the gate swinging. Everything after the first chapter is just like, there's no magic. It's just normal. It's just a guy. But canonically... But there's a magical rock canonically? Yeah, well, so the reason it's called the story of the stone is because this stone, after getting taken up by the Taoist, it becomes a human being, briefly. 
because the Taos is like, I, I see that you're magic. Let's do something cool for you. Uh, and so the stone becomes a human. And then it just cuts to eons later, at which point the stone has not only become a man and then turned back into a stone, but has also attained the Buddhist state of Nirvana. Um, we don't get to see that. But it also has this giant inscription written on its side. Uh, and then a separate Taoist monk comes up to it, reads the entire inscription, which, just as a side note, is five volumes of books. It's five whole books. And the guy, I guess, just reads it all in one sitting and then addresses the stone and goes, Stone, I'm going to be real. This story sucks. I hated it. Uh, he's like, the characters are all flat and boring. You didn't, you didn't establish what dynasty this takes place in, which was apparently a big trope at the time in Chinese you literature. Have to. You got to yeah, do it. Yeah, he was like, look, dude, these characters, they're not cool. They're all imperfect. I don't like that. Also, I don't know when this story's happening. What's the deal? And the stone swings back and it's like, well, fuck you, old man. You just don't understand. Well, no, it doesn't say that. Uh, but it just goes like, actually, I think that these are all good things. So before we have read the book, the book offers a defense of itself and also attacks all other Chinese literature that was being published at the time, uh, where it just like Incredible. goes systematically through each kind of book. And it's like, this is bad for the youth. And here's why. Unlike me, this story, this story rocks. So then the Taoist reads the entirety of the story again with this new thing in mind. And of course, the theme of love, which the stone informs him of. Uh, and then he looks at the stone and he goes, actually, you were right, stone. I'm sorry to tell you that your story was bad. This is the greatest work of literature I have ever read. I'm going to write it down in its entirety and publish it for you. Um, and that canonically is how the story of the stone came to be. Wow. It rules. It's so cool. That's so cool. Um, <laughs> it's awesome. I love it. In chapter two, a guy meets a Taoist monk who sees his daughter, like the main character, well, not the main character, but a character's daughter. And the monk is like, hey, bad things are going to befall your daughter soon. And then he tries to steal her. Like he just grabs her and tries to run away. Um, and the man says, please give me my daughter back. Uh, and then we cut to several months later where that same monk is rolling back through town um, and meets the guy. And the guy's like, yeah, you were right. Someone else kidnapped my daughter. Also, I lost my job and my house burned down. I'm going to become a monk with you now. And then they just walk off into the distance. And that's all that you ever see of those characters. They never come back again. Wow. Chinese literature is so cool. This rules. Um, Meanwhile, I'm taking roller skating. Look, roller skating's cool too. Roller skating is stressful is what roller skating is. I've only gone roller skating like three times, I think. I decided to roller blade instead because it's more like ice mm, skating and I'm yeah. good at ice skating. Um, much easier than roller skating. In my opinion. Really? I think I personally thought that roller skating was easier. I think it depends on the person and if you've ice skated before. Yeah, that is true. I don't ice skate very often. I do it maybe once every two or three years when someone tricks me into going. Yep. We had to learn how to like crouch down. Like fully. Oh, yeah, yeah. Do that thing. Mm -hmm. We're going you... backwards in a couple weeks. Very stressful. You know, my prayers for you. Um, I really... I have I'm such not... bad blisters from <laughs> fucking rollerblading. You know how embarrassing it is to be taken down by a pair of rollerblades. Yeah. Well, look. I feel. What's the uh, what's like the breakdown of people there? Is it like they're all learning, or are you like the only one who hasn't been roller skating since age five? 
there's a good mix of skill level there. Okay, all right. There's that's people fine. that are worse than I am. That's all you need. You need at least one person to be worse than you at any class, yeah. and then you're golden. You are all set. Yep. Everyone's very supportive in that class because none of us are like 100% <laughs> sure what we're doing. So we'll just like clap for each other if we like make it around the fucking thing. Yeah. Yeah, my grammar class last semester was the same way because we were all like, we knew enough about grammar to know when a sentence was wrong, but we didn't always know how to fix it. So whenever someone like raised their hand and answered, you would just sort of like do that thing where you're answering in a question and like nervously glancing at all of your classmates for approval as you're speaking. That's what you know? my stats class was. Yep. Mm. Yep. And there's a camaraderie to that, you know? Where, there like, really is. You all make it out at the end and you go, okay, we'll be all right. Be. I had a panic moment because my professor was like, in this class you've all taken, and I couldn't remember if I had taken the class, so I had to look up if I'd taken the class. I have. It's never a good sign, though. No. I forgot about research methods. Forgot I did that. Yeah, I've had I've had the same thing happen with classes where like, and of course you'll be leaning heavily on this, so it's a good thing that you already took that class. I'm like, oh, I, I believe you, I guess. The worst but. is whenever they're like, and you all remember from gin psych, and I'm like, I took gin psych my sophomore year of high school. I do not remember. I assure you. Yeah, I absolutely do not. Um, I know that that's the foundation for my degree. However, I was 15 when I took it. And look, you can reverse engineer most of that stuff, you right? Can. Like, you can. That's the nice thing about the basic principles is if you've got a decent grasp on any of the complicated ones, you can just go, okay, well, working backwards, let's simplify this a little bit. Very true. Two of my classes are team-based learning, Ugh. which is fine, I guess. If you get if you're with a good team, that's fine. But so far, usually... my team's doing okay. Okay, that's good. One of them is like there's a girl who's not a psychology major, which is weird because it's like a yeah, yeah, four thousand level psychology course. Yeah, you should probably uh, you should probably either commit to the major or commit to her major, but right. You know, but she she does all of the reading all of the time. Like she is in it to win it. Interesting. That is a. Do you know what her actual major is? Business. Oh no! Look, I know that we we did gender essentialism on majors a while back, but I do stand by my statement that the female business major is a kind of evil that you generally don't see. It's you special. Know? It yeah. truly is. Yeah. You, what did we decide? I don't remember what it was. I think we said communications is the the female equivalent. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you meet a guy who's majoring in communications, you raise your eyebrows a little bit. Or at least I do. I think most of the guys I knew were majors in philosophy. Not even going to lie. There were like three or four of you at one time. Look, <laughs> of you. <laughs> of you people. Of Look, you. I have, I have abandoned the fold. I you have, have. You have. Made my lateral move over to English education. Uh, but hey, it's fine. I'm still taking philosophy courses. So maybe she was a psych major at one point and then she became a business major, but she just, just still had to hang around. courses because yeah. she wanted to. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, that's what I am. You know, anytime I like think about my time as a philosophy major, I'm like, wow, I'm really, really glad that I switched. And whenever I like look at like what I've got planned for the future, I'm like, wow, I'm really glad that I switched to English. Switched to English. And then the moment course registration opens up and I'm looking at the philosophy electives, I go, I hate myself. I should I should stay a philosophy major. I'm going to switch back, actually. Let's change it all. Uh, That's no good. You can't be doing that. 
I do still need to declare a minor because I already have literally all of the requirements for a philosophy minor completed. So you might as well? Yeah, I just keep forgetting to like fill out the paperwork. Because yeah, since I, I was a philosophy major for two years, so I like knocked out all of like the major requirements and all of the electives. Um, and now I just need to like write down and say, hey, put that on my degree too. <laughs> but oh I was well. a psychology minor before I was a psychology major. Interesting. What were you majoring in before? English. Oh, ooh, interesting. Yeah. Two paths diverged in a crowded wood. <laughs> 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 and I pawed the cast less traveled by. <laughs> mm. There's nothing to talk about in this video, aside there from the one, talk about. Aside the from the one notable thing. Yeah, Doug does Asian voice in this one. Uh, and it's brief, but it is rough. It is not good. He also doesn't know anything about dolphins, um, which bothered me. Because he was like, what? The dolphin doesn't have any trouble fighting a shark? It's like, no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Dolphins kill sharks fine. all the time in the wild. He's like, oh, what? She got caught in a tuna net? It's like, yes, that's like the number one killer of dolphins. Of all the things to criticize the movie for, Doug chooses the two things it gets right. Yep. Very true. Very true. This video was so much nothing. Yeah, no, so much. It was nothing. eighteen minutes of nothing. Yeah, I like I smiled like a person who had seen the sun for the first time in weeks underground when Doug did the racist voice, which is not a good sign. But yeah, that's, the video that's was just fair, it was so hauntingly empty up until that point. Um. Hmm. All right. Yeah. So comments. Yeah, there's lots of comments calling Doug out on being wrong about dolphins and sharks. So I'm glad I'm not alone on that. Nothing else really comment-wise. Nope. What other classes? If a dog and a dolphin can't get along, why can't the Republicans and Democrats? What a good Man. comment. <laughs> okay. What are the responses to this comment? That rules, actually. Yeah, what have you gotten the responses there? Because Democrats hate everyone who disagrees with them, and Republicans just hate everyone equally, and this is coming from a Republican? Yeah, I can tell that's coming from a Republican. Fucking A, man. Dogs and dolphins don't actually get along. This movie was propaganda that it aims to wash away the history of dogs hating dolphins for security controlling of <laughs> lives of men. So, oh, this is a long comment. So many dogs have used evidence of dolphins destroying the very fabric of morality and economy, but due to every dolphin having a place of power and influence, it just goes down as a conspiracy theory. Now the dolphins are trying to have all the dogs spayed and neutered. It's goddamn canine genocide and it's wrong. This movie portrays a dog who fetish who fetishizes the dolphins. No doubt it was written by Mr. Flipper to deceive man into thinking that dolphins are pure of heart and even dogs love them. And the only crazy canines speak of... What? And only crazy canines speak of all the murder and rape dolphins do in their aquatic Italian restaurants. Aquatic Italian restaurants? Yeah, leave okay. us out of this. Why are the Italians <laughs> catching strays? Don't be deceived. Dolphins will take your fish and return to their home planet, leaving us holding the bag and none of our dogs will be there to help us. It, okay, this is a wild comment for a lot of reasons. I do like like the half of it's like white replacement theory, but he's just replaced dolphins and dogs with you know yep. minorities and white people. Uh, that's a little weird. Uh, and then very interesting that at the end it pivots into like I don't know a Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy joke, where it's like yeah, and the dolphins are actually aliens too. It's a very bizarre turn of events that happened in this comment. It's a powerful mind at work, though. I do kind of respect it. Uh, Let's see. 
What if the dog was actually Zeus, the Greek god, and this movie was just the god Zeus being horny for a dolphin? No, in Greek mythology, it's not completely out there. Woof. Um, yeah, okay, I'm there for that. Someone's talking about Jordan Peterson and the replies to that. Hmm. Wow. I'm just reading through this guy getting in fights in his own comments. Yeah, because Democrats get defended too easily. Plus, I voted for Trump. Now I'm in the replies to the same one. Right. Someone replies to that. Meanwhile, Republicans get offended by you saying one he negative thing about Trump. a year ago? Jesus Christ. How- He's been at this for five years? Oh my God. And then I like the people who just like chime in and just reply like, this is correct. Like, <laughs> Napalm Blaziken. What does impeached mean? <laughs> this comment section is great. Uh, I also like uh, one of the guys here removed from office and then someone replies to him and says, because of the Muslims. Uh, wow. This is, there's a lot going on here. Right, because he's been doing great in office. Someone's sarcastically praising Trump. Hey, Republicans aren't the ones rioting in the streets. All right. Beat me to it. I was about to say the same thing. It's the reply to the comment about Republicans rioting in the streets. Hilarious. Isn't that such a funny joke? Oh, okay. Hang on. This is really good. So he talks about the Democrats rioting in the streets. Uh, then someone responds and says, but Tom, Republicans would do the same thing if Hillary Clitoris won, which gross. Don't call her that ever, please. Don't stop. Vile. Um, but anyway, it. and then incredible comment five years ago, someone comments and says, no, they wouldn't. Republicans can take losing. Um, Ooh. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. You, you sure about that one? I don't you know. Have... I don't know about that. He also spelled it loosing. He put in two O's, which is, uh, one of my pet peeves. Um, I wonder what that means. I wonder what loosing is. Yeah. Well, yeah, you know, it's like when the Republicans, they're, they're on their leash, and then they get slightly longer. You know, they get a loose leash. They're like, oh, yeah, I can take this. I'm going to take it all the way to the Capitol. <laughs> um, did you see that uh, the Brazil did its own, like, January 6th? I wasn't really following it, but it happened on January 8th. Oh. Yeah. You think they tried to do it on January 6th, and they just fucked it up, and they're like, damn. <laughs> I was, well, look, they, unlike us, they, like, actually did something. Well, not us. Uh, hang on, let me... <laughs> unlike americans the brazilian fascists were i mean they were like going pretty crazy like they uh they were like smashing buildings and like so it's slightly less autistic yeah and like destroying paintings we're like that's the thing about america right is we have the same amount of anger as every other political people i mean as every other like group of people in the world but just none of the follow-through right like as every as we said before, you know, Americans shoot people way more often than the Japanese do. And the one time a Japanese guy decides to do a high profile shooting, he kills the prime minister. Yep. Americans shoot school children and their coworkers. We're lazy. Americans broke into the capital of the nation and then just sort of wandered around for an hour because they didn't really expect to get that far. You know, they were just dogs chasing cars. Yep. The Brazilians rioted and destroyed thousands of dollars worth of property on their government buildings. That's um, so sick. Yeah, it's pretty sick. It is a bummer that they were doing it in favor of, you know, Bolsonaro. Yeah, that, like, that does suck. Big that fascist. That sucks. But, but look, like, at least they're doing stuff. Exactly. Also, there's a very funny moment where 
because they were all like explicitly calling for a military coup as they were doing it too. They were basically like, you know, like send in the troops, send in the troops. I don't remember what they were actually chanting. And then the military showed up and they all like started cheering. They're like, yeah, yeah. The military marched by them and then immediately turned around and arrested all of them, uh, which was pretty funny. I'm going to be real. Um, anyway, that's 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 been January 8th. Uh, and I haven't been seeing as much, uh, you know, crying about it from the Democrats, which is funny because they like actually did something. So I would understand yep. it. If they were like, I was really upset by watching this group of explicit fascists destroy buildings intentionally meant to symbolize like truth and justice. Uh, but instead, I really have just seen people going like, um, what does Trump have to say about this? It's like, motherfucker, I guarantee you he does not care. But oh well. Let's see if there's any other gems in this comment section. Dogs and dolphins are at least both warm-blooded animals. I'm 90% sure that Republicans are reptiles, and Democrats obviously lack a central nervous system or brain. Got him. Yep. Great. <laughs> <laughs> there was wow, Chinawasa has been on what? a fucking roll lately. Fuck yeah. Oh, hell yes. Ah, the, the classic comment. How ironic. I'm getting nostalgia from a nostalgia critic video. You have to admit There's the dog is... There's a lot is... of people correcting the the shark dolphin thing. A yeah. lot of that. <laughs> Here we go. The nostalgia critic needs to be this savage. I like the slightly kinder, slightly gentler, still funny, post-too-boldly-flea critic. But I miss the rotten bastard of old. Uh... I don't think I've ever seen someone praise explicitly the post to boldly free flea nostalgia critic before, but that rocks. Fun fact, dolphins often hunt sharks for the hell of it. You know, dolphins will actually attack sharks by stabbing them with their faces, so that's surprisingly accurate. I've heard the song Another Brick in the Wall no lie four times this week from different places. Why? I Just don't sort of know. Like it ambiently like is it like yeah. you're sitting down somewhere and it like plays or is it like your friend is driving you somewhere and is like check this shit out and throws it on the playlist <laughs> no, like, like ambiently playing yeah it's so weird to me that any songs off of the wall except for like maybe like comfortably numb actually get regularly played because i was at a pool hall and another brick in the wall started playing that's so weird the song itself is not that good like, you no. know, it's, it's catchy and it's a fun moment in the album when you're sitting down and listening to the whole album. But I don't know, like I said, like outside of like Comfortably Numb, maybe like Wish You Were Here. Is that, that's that's off the wall, isn't it? I don't remember. No, that's off Dark no? Side, I think. Oh, damn. I'm not, it helps that I'm not very well versed in my Pink Floyd songs. But regardless, like. I think. Don't hang me if I'm wrong, people. Oh, no, you're just uh, another cock with no balls. dun it's yeah, it's not very catchy as I sing a different version to myself. Uh Pink Oh, Floyd. it's off of Wish You Were Here. Oh. Okay. Oh, well. Okay. I guess we both should have seen that one coming. We both uh, should have seen that one coming. That's okay. That's fine. Yeah. The Wall, what a bad album. I hope that someone makes a takedown of it someday, maybe in the form of a full-length parody. I don't know. If only. We a, a guy can dream 
Guy one day, changing. one day, hopefully we'll get that. Should I watch that while I'm on acid? Uh, the wall or Doug's version of it? Doug's version. I feel like that would kill you. Like, <laughs> I, I'm not entirely sure how, but it would separate your soul from your body. And I don't know if you would find a way back. Um, it would be funny. Yeah. Oh, no, no it'd be funny. But imagine if like all of the moments in the wall where like the vibes are intentionally bad. Imagine that being the whole movie and it's all an accident. And also there's no cool animated sequences. Uh, and there's then you one have, weird animated sequence. Yeah, yeah. There's the one really weird. And, that's that's the worst case scenario. Not you dying. As you come back and you're like, Matt, I watched it and I'm a furry now. I am now a furry. I want this mouse to have huge tits and a weird Cockney accent for some reason. <laughs> God, yeah, I, I hate his reviews so much. Well, what are your takes on the song? It's fine. All right, fair enough. Like, it's it's whatever. It is what it is. But, like, I should not have heard it on 6th, 6th Street in Austin. That is a weird, best place to hear this song. Yeah, honestly, like, any place to hear Pink Floyd now is kind of weird. Because it's like, that album is almost 50 years old now, isn't it? Yeah. And I should not be hearing it in a bar on Dirty <laughs> Sixth. Pink Floyd. The Wall. Let's see when it came out. Came out in 1979. Okay, so it's not quite 50 years old. I thought it was 74. But it's still still old enough that it feels weird when it comes on Mm -hmm. ambiently. But I don't know. Maybe we're just uncultured contrarians. Maybe we are. And that's okay. That's okay. Yeah, (laughs) look, I have never had a bad take about media on this podcast. I can't think of even one. No, I can't think of one either. It helps that I think we both forget everything we say the moment we stop recording. But as far as I can recall, nothing but hits. The last half an hour gone from my brain already. (laughs) Not up there. I remember the story of the stone. That's all I remember about it. Oh, I remember the story of the stone. Don't worry. That lives with me forever. That one's in here. Let's read. (laughs) That one's in my heart. (laughs) I carry the stone with me everywhere I go. I'm going to read another excerpt. Let's find it. Let's find the part where he argues with the uh, with the monk. Introduction, introduction. Uh, that was a long I introduction. read an entire chapter of a textbook about how you shouldn't have sex with your clients as a therapist. Uh, well, <laughs> and yeah, but I I don't know how I'm I don't know how I feel about this. Most of the ethics chapter was like, and remember, as a therapist, there's a chance that you'll have multiple relationships with your client. However, these should all be non-sexual. Do not have sex with your clients. Please, for the love of God, do not have sex with your clients. Yeah. No, I agree. I I don't know. I'm, I guess I'm glad that they're stating it and saddened by the fact that they seem to feel the need to really, really hammer really? that one in. Yeah, they, they do. They definitely do. Also, like, I mean, imagine you're a therapist. You fuck your client. The next day they come in and they're like, yeah, I had sex last night. And honestly, it was really disappointing. You know, (laughs) (laughs) like I'd been building it up in my head. I've been fantasizing about it for so long. Yeah. And you look your client in the eye and you go, tell this to the next one and shoot yourself in the (laughs) head. You go, this is your fault. (laughs) (laughs) Therapist who kills himself in front of his client. It's I'm sure it's happened. And if it has, someone can tell me. But until I learn that it has, it's a very funny thought. It is. Um, <laughs> just playing it the long game where you're like, I'm going to fuck up one guy's life really, really bad. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I spend years training and just it's like the, the day claim. that your client comes in and they're like, I just don't really have anything to talk about today. And you're like, okay. <laughs> like, well, what? You want me to go out of business? Huh? You piece of shit. Okay, fine. Look, I'll just do it right now. I'll cut. I'll give you something man. to talk about right now. Yeah. Tell us to your next therapist, you fucking moron. And <laughs> it's gone. And then sitting on my desk is just a referral note for another therapist. Where I'm like, he's a great man. He's done. He's dealt with a lot of traumatized people. I think you will get along very well. Uh, he comes with my highest recommendations. Also, I laminated this because, you know, I was expecting a lot of blood to get everywhere. <laughs> All my best, Dr. Von Giovanni. Um, <laughs> That's very funny. Let's see. Where did it go? Man, I can't find the, uh, the portion in which the... Oh, yeah. So he... Uh, they also... At other points throughout chapter one, he keeps imploring the reader to be patient because, you know, he's he's still talking about this stone arguing with a monk. And so he goes, the origin of the story of the stone has now been made clear. The same, however, cannot be said of the characters and events which it recorded. Gentle reader, have patience. This is how the inscription began. Uh, and then the book sort of starts, like the intro starts, or I guess a prologue in which more monks start arguing with Taoists and so on and so forth. Anyway, shout out to the story of the stone. Shout out. One of the few books of Chinese literature that Mao uh, continued to teach in schools after uh, the Cultural Revolution. Oh. Fun fact. The more you know. The more you know. Yeah, I, it was very funny because my professor was like, who here knows anything about the Qing Dynasty? And I rose my hand just a little too fast because I know a lot about the Opium Wars and uh, <laughs> Maoism. Uh, and so I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I know about that. And they were like, oh, okay, cool. What can you tell us about this? I was like, oh, I guess uh, my knowledge of the Qing Dynasty starts like 100 years after this book was written, so I don't really have anything useful to say I'm about on, this. But... Yeah, and they are like, okay, thanks, Matt. Anybody yes, else? You're <laughs> welcome. Yeah. I'm just leaning back. I'm smoking a pipe. <laughs> oh. Anytime, please, stop by whenever. Like, Matt, this is not your room. Like, it is now. Post office hours. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> office hours. I just like nailed it to the front door, like <laughs> Martin Luther's ninety-five theses. And like office hours. Whenever I'm in here, I don't know. <laughs> Come in and speak with me. I do Freudian analyses and I talk about the Qing Dynasty. Those are my two specialties. Can you tell me about the beginning of the Qing Dynasty? No. <laughs> well, I imagine it began with incest. If I have to dip into my other. <laughs> Specialty here. <laughs> Puffing gently. Like I'm Gandalf. There's little dragons coming out of the pipe. It's incredible. Like, how'd you do that? I'm like, oh, I don't know. It just happens sometimes. Anyway, so the Opium Wars began in 1849. <laughs> You're giving everyone the exact same speech when they come in? Yeah, and he comes in, he's like, Matt, I came in here to like ask about my relationship. I'm like, oh, I don't know, maybe break up. Change things up a little bit. That's what I say. <laughs> As anyway, I was saying, <laughs> so as I was saying before, you interrupted me. Um, or I could do that. That would be another fun thing to do as a therapist. So obviously, killing myself in front of a client probably my go-to if I ever become a therapist. Um, mm -hmm. Or maybe I would just give for the whole session, just monologue at them. Don't let them say anything. Uh, I also like this. Like, okay, so we're trying out a new experimental form of therapy. Uh, called, you just sit there. Yeah, called just this sitting and listening. This is reverse therapy. This is flipped therapy. Yeah, it's like, don't worry. I won't be unloading any emotional baggage on you or anything. 
Uh, I will need to smoke this pipe, though. I pull the pipe out and I start lighting it up. And I go, so the opium wars began. <laughs> and, you know, an hour later I go, and this, of course, was called the Century of Humiliation. And it gave rise to the Chinese Revolution. Anyway, that will be $500, please. Uh, <laughs> no, we don't take that insurance. Sorry. Um, I keep on getting ads on TikTok to try ketamine. Interesting. Right? What does that mean? YouTube keeps giving me ads for um, Noom, which is like uh, a oh, weight, the loss weight loss app. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I've got to say, as far as my problems with eating go, uh, losing not weight is not what I need to do. Show. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But they keep giving me ads where it's like a person goes like, oh, so I'm conditioned to eat more when I'm watching the television? Wow, this makes so much sense. I can <laughs> One finally of my triggers is free food. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, no shit. Everybody eats free food. You're not special. This just means that you are slightly overweight, which is fine. It's okay. But you're not overweight because you go to Costco. Like Yeah. Man, how great are Costco samples though? Oh. There's not a Costco near me, to be honest. A tragedy. The nearest one is like in the in the actual like city city. Ugh. It's like an hour away. When we inevitably schedule the Doug's own live recording, we It'll will- be inside of a Costco. It might not be inside of in a Costco, but it will be at least a two minute walk away from a Costco. Um, <laughs> It'll be most. in the Costco parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> We've cordoned it off. There's like, <laughs> there's yellow, there's, there's orange cones everywhere as though it was like a driving instruction thing. <laughs> Five minutes into the show, a manager walks out and I go, hang on guys, one sec. Uh, <laughs> And then I, since I will be dressed as the Joker, of course, I uh, I just pull out the gun and I go, give us an hour and then we'll leave. Um, and that was our last live show. That was, yeah, that's our last live show. I get shot and killed by the police immediately. Um, hopefully while the cameras are rolling. So that way, you know, you can, you can turn a profit off afterwards. Yeah, that's the goal, right? And my ashes will sit on the, uh, on the shelf looming ominously behind whoever the the new co-host is mm -hmm. as specified in our will. Yep. I can't wait to pass this burden along to somebody else. So yeah. fun. <laughs> the Doug zone <laughs> now is like, you have to watch the Doug. <laughs> the Doug zone. I think starting today, we're going to switch it to it follows rules. You know, it's like next person you have sex with. <laughs> they're now the host. Um, <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> and he's like, all right, now this burden is yours. And like the dramatic music starts playing in the background. She's like, what? What do you mean? I'm just handing her a microphone. I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Goodbye. Sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't explain. I can't explain. Doug follows. <laughs> anyway. No that's episode title. <laughs> the story of the critic. Uh, but anyway, that that may be how we uh that may be how we escape from this. And maybe Unfortunately, the, the only catch to that is we do still have to keep podcasting, so we'll just have to find a new thing to talk about. Yeah. Uh, we just are released from the shackles of Doug, not the yeah. shackles of podcasting. Now that, now That's that, a shackle that lives in our brain. Yeah. Yeah, you got to kill the cop that lives inside your head. And unfortunately, mm -hmm. the cops that live inside our heads look like Doug and are very powerful. Um, <laughs> but we're trying our best. You know, now that uh, Wizards of the Coast is, I don't know if you've been following like the licensing thing that they did. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now that they've done that, I think we should become an actual play D&D &D podcast. Kind of like Fine Bros React World did it. 
Uh, oh yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, man, I forgot all about that. That oof. Yeah. Man. Throwback. Fine brothers are wild. I always feel mean being. I always feel mean like saying things about the one fine brother, but his eyes are so far apart. It's very weird. He kind of looks his like name? the Geico Gecko. Yeah, he does. Uh, I think my favorite is I heard someone say. Ben lo- is that Ben? Ben. Let's let's find out. I'm gonna look up just to Ben Fine. I'm sure that will pull it up. We'll know. Nope, not Ben Feingold. He's a chess grandmaster, apparently. Hmm. Ben Fine brother. Let's see what that gets us. I'm gonna be amazed if I was right because I don't even remember the other one's name. David Fine. Uh, well, hang on. I see a picture of him. True TV picks up six degrees of everything from the Fine Brothers. Yes, but what are their names? I must know. The people need answers. Okay. Hosted by the two Fine Brothers. Benny and Raffi. I knew one of them was named Ben. It looks like, at least if, it looks like they, hang on, wait, there's a link to it. So let's look, oh, that just goes to their Twitter. And the account does not exist on Twitter. At the Fine Brothers is not an account that exists. So we may change the Doug Zone's handle soon. (laughs) Oh, good. So that way anyone else who's out there saying, I wonder what the Fine Brothers are named. So that way I can more accurately make fun of the the one whose eyes are spaced all the way apart on a... It's like the me character creator, you know? You could space the eyes out. That's what he's got going on. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, my favorite thing that I've ever heard was someone said, he looks like the son on the farm who was kicked by a mule and hasn't been the same since. Um, which... <laughs> There was a blackface video on the Fine Brothers. How? Did, how, how what did like the people reacting in blackface? How did this happen? That would be that's so funny. Where it's like minstrel oh. show performer reacts to pizza, and it's like you know, like they, <laughs> they show like a pizza being cut, and he's like, "Hello, my baby. Hello, my darling." <laughs> he's just like, um, they watched a Shane Dawson video where Shane Dawson does blackface. <laughs> Yeah, so they watched one of the 10 Shane Dawson blackface videos. Um, uh, there's at least 10. There are ten so a, many. 10 is a low estimate for it's, this. It's just like Justin Trudeau. He loves blackface so he much. Loves it is blackface. crazy. I mean, same, I, I do love, you know, with Justin Trudeau, how like his legs and hands are always painted too. Like, Oh, he... Say what you will. Detail. Yeah, say what you will about it. He does not go halfway. Um, he does not... I wonder. <laughs> oh no! No, I'm going to stop that train of thought. Instead, I'm going to once again get disappointed by all the people who theorize that Fidel Castro is Justin Trudeau's father. I'm not going to say that I don't see a resemblance, but I am going to say, "What a disappointment!" You know, <laughs> your dad is Castro, just the coolest guy, and then you turn into Justin Trudeau. Terrible downgrade. Awful fail son energy off of this guy. Let's see, I remember watching this movie as a kid. That's all I remember about this movie. Is a comment five years well, ago. I'm trying to figure out what that means. Does he mean that he remembers sitting down to watch the movie, or does he remember it? The no, movie. No, all that he remembers is that he liked it. Yeah, he remembers nothing else. Yeah, he's like, I remember watching it. That's all I remember. Like he doesn't. That's all I ever remember. What is my name? <laughs> Help me. Where was I born? <laughs> <laughs> Please. I need to see All my I mother one last time. I woke up in a room with this YouTube login and <laughs> It's like Memento, he wakes up and on his chest written backwards is the YouTube like it's like the HTTP <laughs> colon dash dash. YouTube.com slash watch question mark V equal sign 
lowercase f5, uppercase f, n0, capital I, capital S, capital J, lowercase m, uppercase Y, uppercase A. Um, Perfect. Instead of don't believe his lies on his chest. <laughs> what would what would you do if you woke up and you had a YouTube link tattooed on your chest? I'd look it up. I'd... I don't know if I would. I think I'd be afraid to. I would be so curious. You you would curiosity would get to you eventually. That is true. Yeah, like a dark night. I would at most I would hold out for like two days before I go like, well, I. Those would be a terrible two days, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like I can't wear like white shirts. Like I'm very afraid. I'm like doubling up my t-shirts underneath shirts just to be safe and make sure that it's not like stretched. It's the taut. Garfield pipe video. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I know my next tattoo. <laughs> Just a QR code. <laughs> the site that hosts it goes down, so you're just walking around with a QR code to nothing tattooed on yourself. People are like, oh, can I scan that? You go, no. QR code to nothing sounds like a really bad version of Bridge to Terabithia. <laughs> <laughs> the girl dies in the end because she's doing like the cinnamon challenge or something. <laughs> uh <laughs> I was like the, I don't think Doug is aware of the concept of animal odd couples. A friendship between a dog and a dolphin isn't exactly as strange as you think it is. I disagree. I'm sorry. Doug was right about that. That is a very weird pairing. It is a weird pairing. One I'm of sure these videos that it's like this dog and this dolphin, surprisingly good friends. Dog and dolphin. Let's see what we got. I'm sure that that exists. Dog and dolphin play whenever they see each other. The dodo odd couples. Yep. Two years ago with one million views. So they've shown Doug up. They have. Oh, it's pretty cute. It is just a dog and a dolphin playing together. So. Well, it's written on the tin, really. Yeah, I was going to say, which is fine. You know, I like truth in advertising every now and then. All of Doug's oh, yeah, videos are tagged comedy. So I've gotten used well. to being lied to, but. Oh, well. I'm terrified of the Patreon. I just want you to know. I'm still, <laughs> it's still looming over my shoulder. It should be. Evilly and ominously. Ooh, I have so much to say. Yeah, off mic, Jillian told me this, listeners, just to pique your interest as well. He said, I'm doing it for the bit. Also, I may be calling it a bit because I know how horrified you'll be. <laughs> Which, I don't know what that means. And actually, no, this is proof. I would immediately look up the YouTube link because <laughs> I am horrified, but I need to know as soon as possible. So, oh, well, I just. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Yeah. I'm doing crazy things to my life, not yours. For now. Who knows? Who knows how far this butterfly effect <laughs> is going to go? Um, one of my friends told me, uh, and I quote, Matt, I'm really relieved. When you told me you were single, my first thought was, oh no, he'll be evil now. Um, and I guess I'm glad that I haven't been evil. But very funny response to the, to learning this is going, well, time for Matt to become a demon. Yep, that's, that's what's going to happen. Oh, I also, confident. side note about the Patreon and terrible things. Andrew Callahan, the guy who got like canceled uh last week 
Yeah. Uh, he, yeah. He was like some, I don't know, like soy leftist guy. I mm-hmm. couldn't really tell. I, I was saw like, a video of him pop up on like my for you YouTube thing. Yeah. I didn't un- watch it. Unfortunately, the only two videos I've seen of him are the day before that happened. There was one where he was owning, he like got an epic dunk in on this Trump guy who was going like, yeah, Joe Biden's a pedophile. And then he pulled out court records and revealed that the guy he was talking to was like was convicted of sex with a minor. Yeah. Um, which is, I guess, kind of satisfying. That also, is satisfying. very weird because it was a charge from like 20 years ago. So I, and obviously this is not me going like, sheesh, cut the guy some slack. He was a young man of 30. Cancel culture, am I right? Yeah, it's less that and more just the fact that that means how long did he have to look to find this, you know? But Probably anyway. a surprisingly short amount of time. Yeah, that is a good point. America's pretty loose with court records. Anyway, uh, I realized, though, because I was like, I, I've heard the name of Channel 5, though, because that's what they called it. They were like, yeah, this guy, he runs Channel 5. Do you remember the Patreon that's video the we did? Spider-Man racist one. Yeah, with racist Spider-Man. So we have, unfortunately, talked about Andrew Callahan once. Um, that's which, okay. That's okay. We didn't know. I didn't know who I he was. I immediately knew what that was. I didn't. Uh, I've, I've really tuned out of like lefty YouTube lately. Um, I'm also very tuned out of lefty YouTube. I haven't been online very much, not going to lie. Me neither, honestly. Yeah, I've I've been offline for quite a bit lately. I've been going for lots of walks, reading a lot. It's That's been great. Nice. Yeah, it's been very good. It's very nice. I got a, uh, a tea set for Christmas. Ooh. Uh, where it like came with uh, a bunch of various teas and also like things that you could add to them. So there's like a black tea base and lilac or whatever. Uh, not lilac, lavender. <laughs> you know, the one that you can put in a drink. Uh, <laughs> stuff like that. So I've just been mixing my own brews and drinking tea while mm, I read. That sounds lovely. Yeah, it's been great. It's a great way to start my mornings. And we will see how long into the semester it lasts. Uh, nice. At least to the time being. It sounds being. like you're doing good. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, the sh- the other shoe is the shoe will drop soon, but until that time, I'm just cruising along, having a grand old time. All it's going to take it. No, that's okay. I'm telling. I'm telling Jay. I'm recording because I think that her and somebody else are going to come mm, over to try and find somebody's phone. Oh, has this phone been missing for a while, or is this a recent development? Uh, since he was here earlier. Hmm. But he had to go to work, so. And going to work without your phone sucks. Yeah, especially working at a restaurant. Yeah, I know. Toughy. Yeah, it was the same way when I was at the grocery store. My phone, one day, it just, the screen decided to stop turning on. And my phone was oh. still on. Like, it would buzz when I got notifications. Uh, but I just couldn't do anything with it. And that sucked, because I was just sitting there like, well, guess I'll go do my job now. This sucks. Um. Maybe I just hated the grocery store now that I'm thinking about it, but. Yeah. That's no, how I feel that can't be looking it. back <laughs> at the restaurant. I'm like, that sucked. That yeah. was bad. Many jobs are, but some of them are slightly less so. And I'm yeah. just aiming, I'm aiming to get one of those ones, you know? I'm, I'm aiming to get one with like benefits or. Yeah. Anything good to make it worth anything the difficult redeemable. parts. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe a salary, perhaps, if I'm getting real crazy oh. with it. Um, Asking for a lot here. Yeah. Yeah. A salary, healthcare, maybe dental. 
um, which is of course separate from healthcare because you know you don't need teeth. Maybe I. Maybe I. That'd no, be crazy. I could get a lot of mileage out of this pair of glasses. I could keep this thing going for at least five more years. Assuming your vision doesn't change. My vision will change. Let me be clear. Uh, every year it gets worse, uh, and it has <laughs> since I was in kindergarten. Uh, my vision's just kept getting worse. But, however, I'll just squint a lot on the highway. You know, it'll be fine. They'll never know. Mm-hmm. And then by the time it gets so out of hand that I, like, crash and kill a family of four or something, then I'll, you know. You'll get a new pair. Exactly. Yeah, I'll go, Your Honor, you don't understand. Take a look through my glasses. Uh, your Honor. He goes, wow, the world looks so sharp. And I'm like, well, that's because your eyes are good, Your Honor. Mine? Mine? Not so good. Not so good. So... Here's what I, I saw. Say. I saw Puss in Boots this week. Okay, I'm hearing astonishingly what a good things. Shit crazy movie. Was it good? What did you think of it? It was great. Okay, I had a great time. That's what I'm hearing from everybody. Is that it's insane it was but good? That shit crazy. All right, give me the rundown. I still don't really know anything about it, other than the fact that everybody I know who's seen there's, it has loved it. There's a plot point where a puppy gets thrown in a river in a sock with a rock in it, and the dog's like, "Oh, we're playing hide and seek." What the fuck? This- <laughs> All right. That is a plot point of the movie. That is wild. The main antagonist is the physical manifestation of death. Also wild. Okay. Mm-hmm. Man, maybe I have to watch this movie. That's a- that's insane. All Yeah, all I know about it thus far is that it's gotten better. Like, it had better reviews on Rotten Tomatoes than Avatar 2, which... I keep thinking about the secondary antagonist is played by John Mulaney, but Mm, like interesting, very bizarre, very bizarre. There's a cat in the hospital. (laughs) Florence Pugh, isn't it? Wait, what? Florence Pugh. Yep. Florence, what are you doing? Florence Pugh plays Goldilocks. Wild year for Florence in cinema, I must say. Crazy year. Crazy year. What a what a year it was, folks. Am I right? It was Man. a very good movie, though. I I would highly recommend it. All right. Crazy, but good. You know, that's that's a lot of movies. Now I think about death, it. Yeah, it's yeah, it's sort of difficult to make that one normal. Uh, but you know, I think you might be able to. Maybe. Yeah, I couldn't. Uh, but I'm sure a talented. <laughs> Me personally, writer, no. Yeah, it would arguably be much crazier than Puss in Boots if you told me if the only instruction I was given was write a feature-length film about a cat fighting death. It has to be rated PG. Yeah, it must be PG. Not G, certainly not PG-13. And I go, I just crack my neck and I'm like, all right, There were a lot of, like, bleeped out curse words in that movie. Huh. That's a weird direction to go in. I know. Um, like the dog is like jokingly insulting the, the family of bears and then like it just starts bleeping out words. Like chunks of what he's saying. Huh. That that's very strange. I don't know what to make of that. Um It's a weird fucking movie. Yeah, that's insane. I mean, you know, it's one of the uh did you ever watch Smiling Friends? I don't remember if you did or not. No. Okay, one of my favorite bits in it is Mr. Frog, a celebrity who's just a little frog, uh, gets canceled. And in an attempt to rehabilitate his image, they 
have him go on the Jimmy Fallon show. Oh, no. Jimmy Fallon asks him what the most challenging part of the Mr. Frog show was. And Mr. Frog just goes, probably working with all those filthy. And then there's just like a 30 second long beep. Uh, and the shot of a stunned Jimmy Fallon as a completely silent audience watches on is one That's of the really funniest funny. things ever. Smiling Friends is so good. It's such a good show. Um, I, I may have to, to get another HBO Max subscription so I can watch it again because I just love that show so much. But anyway. Folks, we're almost at an hour, and frankly, I can't stand it any longer. So we're bringing this one in for a landing. (laughs) If you, like me, are being driven nearly mad by by the tension and the terrible secrets that will soon be spoken, then you can follow us on Patreon. You can subscribe for just $3 a month gets you an episode a week. That is less than a dollar per episode. That is. I would like to remind you, frankly... I think we should be asking for more, but we're not. So we're not, and we won't. Yeah, get in now before we come to our senses and delete this whole thing. Um, yeah, that's. I'm going to start threatening to delete everything soon. Um, that's what I'm doing now. Uh, we are also on Twitter at Doug Zonecast. Uh, we're on Instagram, also at Doug Zonecast, and TikTok, the Doug Zone. Eventually, there may be posts on any of those platforms. So follow yeah. us now. Get in on the ground floor before we blow up and then get canceled on TikTok for anything, really. Yeah. If we get canceled on TikTok, it will definitely be something funny, though. Like, it won't be the actual things that I, we've said. No, I shouldn't have caught myself. The things that I have said. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think so. I, we said, no, no, it's just me. No, that was. No, yeah, we'll get canceled. I don't know, for like some. One of our first episodes where I like call Trump fat or something. Like they're doing body shaming. Uh, (laughs) I'm like, oh, just keep listening, buddy. Soon I'll deserve this fate. Uh, But anyway, listen to us before we get canceled and we pivot into being a a Daily Wire show. Mm -hmm. Because we have a price. It's astonishingly low. We'll sell out all of our principles. Yes, we will. Um, Give me $50 a week and I will say whatever you want. Uh, Very true. We will see you on the Patreon, everybody. XOXO. Gossip Doug.